All right, everybody, welcome back to the Closing Time Podcast. We've been gone for a while, but we've had some good reason to be. We have. First of all, it's your boys. Milan Haransky. Sully Solberg. And you know why we had a good reason to not be here? Because we had our own comedy show. Thank you to everybody who came out to the Class Clown Show. Big, Big 750 raise for the Comp High School in Selkirk. You betcha. Some lucky students going to be getting, going to be receiving that. They better be thankful. So strap in. Buckle up your seatbelt. Do up your fly. Comb your hair. Make sure your beard is nice and fresh. Brush those teeth. Make sure you manscape your body. Ladies. Boys. (laughs) (laughs) And get ready for the Closing Time Podcast. It's about to go down. Here we go. Right now. You know what my dad always gets mad at? What? My dad always gets pissed by the, at the fact that uh, we don't know how to fucking handwrite. You know what I mean? Because we just print. Like, right? In, like, cursive handwriting? Yeah. Oh, weird. He went to the principal. He literally called a meeting with the principal. He's like, this is fucking <laughs> bullshit. My son can't write. <laughs> and the principal was just like, uh, what are you talking about, sir? Your, your son, like, just can't, like, spell? He's like, no, my, can't, my son can't do cursive. What's, what are you guys fucking teaching him here? Learning too much about goddamn volcanoes <laughs> and not enough about how to properly connect the F to the O. That's hilarious. Yeah. It's good to be back, though, guys. Um, I feel like we can probably start push, pushing out some more content, some actually regular content instead of just doing it once every fucking once in a while. Yeah, we're coming. We're coming back. We're coming. We're coming with some heat. Mm-hmm. We're going to work pretty hard on this podcast start, starting now. Before that was just we were just warming up with those first seven episodes. Yeah, we're seeing we're dipping our toes in the water. <laughs> we're dipping our toes in. We are testing testing our environment, seeing how it's going. It's good to be back in the studio. That's for mm-hmm. sure. It's good to be back here. No uh, question about that. We were gone for a while because we had a big project we were working on, as you guys probably know from our million posts on social media and uh, the amount of times we've been trying to spread the word. We hosted a little show, not a little show, a pretty big show. Actually. Pretty big show. Two sold out nights. Yeah, crazy. Thank you guys so much for coming. No kidding. You know, we were we were a little bit nervous because at first we were just going to do one night. And then, you know, a lot of people wanted to come. They're like, oh, you can't really. Like, it's like we're losing seats. Like, there's there's barely any tickets left. So we're like, you know what? Maybe we'll do a second show. We added it in later. Yeah, we actually had to make the decision pretty early. Like, we weren't sold out of all of our tickets on the Friday just yet. Um, but we had a paper being written about us, or an uh, article on the paper. Not a big deal. Selkirk Record. Shout out to Gabby Peach. Yeah, that was a really good article. Thank you very much. Yeah. So she asked, she's like, if it's getting published tomorrow, you got to tell me whether or not the Saturday show is going on. And so we took a little, roll the dice, like people from Selkirk do. We rolled the dice. <laughs> we put we put all our money on the crafts table and, <laughs> and we fucking cashed in. Yeah. Because you guys all, all showed up. You know what I was surprised about? What? In the second show. Because uh, the first show was like a lot of people like we knew, like a couple of them I'd, I've never seen before. I just want to come for a good time. Thank you to those people as well. Yeah. You know, that's kind of the, one of the points of the show was to try to, you know, get some people who haven't never seen any of our material before to be exposed to it. And they seem to all have a good time. It's fucking awesome. Right. And then the second show. Sure. We saw some people we knew. We had some of our teachers in the crowd. But we also had like I would say if there was 100 people in the room, maybe like. 45 of them just never yeah. seen them before and they bought tickets at the door which was crazy because we only sold we sold like actually we sold out of tickets before the show even started on the friday like yeah we sold 100 and whatever 110 tickets mm-hmm. which is crazy because if you think about rooms in winnipeg they only they fill up at like 40 yeah so we sold it like pretty much over two rooms yeah um and then the second night we sold only like what so we sold 50 tickets and then gaffers sold 15 
and then the people just kept kept on coming and then in. the people just kept on coming in yeah yeah uh my uh shout out to the seven oaks raiders that was my uh hockey team i played for last year hockey playing moron friends. so uh one of my buddies was like he messaged me and he's like oh i'm gonna get a couple tickets maybe i'll bring some of the some of the boys i was like oh yeah cool like by all means so he shows up and they were all at a golf tournament before so there's like 12 <laughs> of these hockey playing guys i used to i used to see all the time they show up and they are just hammered like they are just yeah, they look like they've been on like a 12 day bender it looked rough and they're like hey, yo man i didn't know you were funny are you gonna be funny and i was like i don't know guys i'm gonna do my best and uh i gave him like the hockey player interview yeah you know i'm just gonna you know uh get jokes deep and uh to get that you joke. really <laughs> really try to execute on uh you know the the, the jokes and uh go in there with the structure you know and with- uh yeah but uh that's always it how it goes hey yeah well, well but, you see yeah uh, uh, sometimes you win sometimes you lose uh bucks deep and uh, but uh yeah so you know uh you know all i gotta do is uh give it all i got and uh what else uh what else can you really do i mean uh you know we got a lot of the, a lot of the crowd seems to be good you know a lot of good energy in the room and uh yeah so like, i give him a couple of those couple of those bad boys couple of those bad boys and uh, show's going on, and uh, they're being good. You know, they're, they're laughing and shit. But uh, they're also, like, laughing at, like, weird times. Like, they're laughing, like, in between the pauses. It's like, you know how you pause for, like, comedic effect? Yeah. They're laughing, like, the the punchline hits, and then you hear, like, a, a second wave of, oh! <laughs> yeah. You hear the table, like, yeah. people hitting the table. That was the funniest thing to me was, like, they were laugh- They were like cheering like they were still in a hockey rink. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You only know slap the boards after your boy scores or gets in a fight. Yeah, it's so funny. Like they were doing. I tell a joke, yeah. and uh, I'd like be building up to like a big punchline. Like you know, I'm setting it up. I got little laughs here, little laughs there, but it's all building up to this final punchline. And then I drop that punchline like a fucking bag of bricks. And then I hear like people laughing, but then I also hear the woohoo! Oh yeah! Like people. Are- People are doing it like that, and I fucking loved it. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. That's, that's the environment I I'm used to, and uh, appreciate all all the Seven Oaks Raiders for coming out and supporting. Yeah, we and, had a, we uh, had quite a. There's like so many people to thank, man. Yeah, I think we should just go back and just talk about it, like time frame from time frame. So to give you the lowdown, like sure. me and Milan have been t- talking about doing the show, the, this show, the two of us together for a long time. And we came up with this idea. That we're gonna give half of the proceeds to the scholarship, which first of all we raised seven hundred and fifty dollars for a scholarship going to a grade twelve student, which is fucking nuts. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Yeah, they better be thankful. Very thankful, or else we're gonna be pissed. Maybe <laughs> we'll have them on the podcast. Whoever wins it. Yeah, maybe that'd be kind of funny. Yeah, that would be. What do you want to call the? <laughs> what do you want to call our scholarship? Uh, I thought it would be the closing time podcast scholarship or something like because that. Because how funny is it that? We're sending a scholarship back to the high school. Like we were not star students. Oh yeah, no kidding. I dropped out of a class by stop. I just didn't go. The principal was like, "Are you ever going to go to physics?" I'm like, "I don't think so." <laughs> and he took his he took his notepad and he wrote down, "Milan is out of physics." Yeah, and that's how I got taken out of my classes. That's funny. So we were not star students. No, we were not the ones that they thought would be sending them money. So I just I just think it's fucking. Hilarious. I think you should. Oh, you should you should say what you said about like the teacher thing. Oh, when stage. I got on stage. When all, my, when especially the second night when all the teachers were there, I, uh, I went. All right, everybody, welcome to the class clown show. It's September. That means school's back, and I happen to know that a ton of my teachers are in the room tonight. And I just gotta say, how funny is this shit, you guys? How funny is this shit? And people like kind of start like chuckling, like, "What is this? Where, where's he going with this?" Right? And I'm like, I remember all those report cards you guys gave me. 
talks too much, talks too much, distracts others, distracts others, constantly making everything a joke. Not everything has to be funny. And then I kind of went like, yeah, look what I'm doing now. I'm talking too much, distracting others, making everything a joke, and I'm getting paid to do it. And the same teachers who told me not to talk so much and distract everybody and make jokes about everything, they're actually receiving some money from me by talking too much. And I kind of like went back, I brought it all back around, right? So I just, and Brian was the same way. we were fucking sorry to anybody who had to teach us, but <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, the amount of times I got kicked out of people's classes and this is fucking insane. Should I we like? Should we do a little that. segment on this? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. This is this is fucking funny. Me and Brady were in grade ten English together. Grade ten English. That oh, was when fuck, we had like yeah, Matt yeah, McKay, yeah, all yeah, those yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah. So this class was full of just fucking morons. Like, shout out, like I don't want to say her name because I don't embarrass her, but like shout out to the teacher, yeah, who taught this class because it was full of fucking idiots. Like, in this class, I, w- I was, like, the top 5%. Like, me and Brian were, like, two of the smartest kids in the class. That's really saying something. So, uh, these kids that sat in front of us, they were just, like, the biggest stoners. And this is in, like, grade 10. So, if you're a stoner, in, like, a huge stoner in grade 10. You're going to be stoner throughout the rest of your life. Your life. So, uh, these kids would make us laugh so hard. And this one kid, I'll fucking say his name, Matt McKay, he would get so high before class. And the teacher would be like, Matt, your eyes are uh, pretty red. Uh, what'd you do at lunchtime? You'd be like, Tyler was so mean to me. I couldn't stop crying all lunchtime. And that's how he would talk. And remember when we had to read Romeo and Juliet? Oh, yeah. And he would always raise his hand to read. Yeah. And he was fucking barbecued. Like, he was like he was just so he was fucking greened the fuck out every class. And I remember once he had to read the passage from it and he goes yeah. he starts off he starts off with a, like a crisp <laughs> and she's like Matt you have to take this seriously I'm not gonna let you read like it's literally like daycare and he goes I'm taking it seriously I am going to okay here we go Ro- Ro- and he was not a good reader Romeo grazed Juliet's He's like, does that say bosom? And she's like, yes, Matt, continue. And he goes, Romeo Grace Juliet's bosom. Ah! And he starts laughing. I start laughing. The whole class starts laughing, except for like the people that are really into English. So we're dying laughing. There's that one nerd girl who's like, this is just ridiculous. This I should have went to fucking private school. <laughs> <laughs> and should I say about the time she fucking lost it on us? Oh, yeah. So lost it on me, man. But it started with me. No, oh, yeah. Because I wouldn't like my sense of humor is like once I think something's funny and it gets stuck in my head, I cannot stop laughing. Yeah. So he says this bosom thing and I am fucking crying laughing the rest of the class. I just can't get out of my head. She's talking and I feel bad for disrupting her class. Like she would be trying to give a lecture and I would interject with laughing. Mm-hmm. So the class ends and uh, she goes, all right, everybody get out except for Milan. Like, you can all go except for Milan. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why am I getting singled out Singled out of this? Like, I'm not even the worst in this class. Mm-hmm. So she's, like, standing in the doorway blocking me from leaving. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, this is serious. And uh, she just starts going in on me. But, like, in a nice way. Like, she, you could tell she was doing it, like, from a kind place. But she was also on edge that day for some reason. I don't know what her fucking problem was. But she just goes, like, listen. Like, you have potential to actually, like, like do something like I don't even know how I want to say this. She's like, you're not an idiot like those guys. Why are you acting like such a fucking dumbass? Like that's like the premise of what she's telling me. Yeah. She's like, you know, those guys, they're probably not even gonna pass this class. They're probably not gonna make it out of high school. Why do you waste your time like 
goofing off. And the whole time she's saying to this, saying this to him, she's like giving like very. She's like putting her fingers like in my face, like you are wasting time. Yeah. Don't get caught up in this bullshit. Like you're actually good. I've read your shit. You're a good writer. Yeah. There's no reason that you need to be goofing off. You're disrupting my class. And if you don't get your shit together, like I can push you in a different class because like this is ridiculous. And you're like these guys are just like totally like wrecking shit for you like she's just getting into me right and the whole time this is going on i thought it'd be fucking hilarious because he's obviously gonna wait for me yeah i thought it'd be hilarious to go behind her so she can't see me and milan can see me and just start mocking every one of her hand movements and like going like blah 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 with my mouth so he's like he's a mirror image of her right behind her right but like an exaggerated version and she is just going in like you think you're smart you like but like i don't even remember what she's telling me and she's going, but you're wasting your time and you're interrupting my class. And if I have to, I swear to God, I will not let you come back. And I'm just like, holy shit, I can't even like wrap my mind around it. But then I see Brain mocking her hand gestures and going like, get out of my class. What a waste of time. You think those kids are funny? And he's like doing that, but so quietly. And then Milan starts like just tiny bit laughing. So a smirk starts, a smirk turns into a chuckle. And then by the end, I'm like laughing. And she goes, what is so funny? Like again, are you kidding me? And then she turns around and she catches Brain mirroring her. Mirroring uh, her last movement, her last movement, and uh, <laughs> as soon as she caught me, I just started just walking away like. And, and very she goes, fast. "Okay, uh, see you guys." And he starts like kind of running away, and she goes, "Milan, you can go." And I'm like, uh, "Are you sure?" And she's like, "Get out of the room right now!" And I'm like, "Okay." And I move out of the classroom, and she goes, "Brayden, get over here right now!" And I shit you not, I don't even know if I should say what she said to him, but she went in on him like she went. If she if she thought she was going in on me. She went up one side of you and down the other. Like, it was fucking crazy. Yeah, I was standing there. I was horrified. I was like, oh, my God. Like, she was literally like, who the fuck do you think you are mocking me when I'm trying to help your friend and just fucking roasted him? And it was like, that was one of the craziest days of my whole education experience. Because not only did she roast me, she made about seven or eight just just good points that had zero comeback for. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah, that was hilarious. So we were not... We were not the brightest of students, yeah. and now we're the ones. I mean, but we weren't like fucking shitty kids. That's the thing is like, we were. Respectful. There's teachers in our school that went home crying because some of the students were so bad and so disruptive. Like I never like completely fucked with the teacher's lesson. Like I fucked with myself. Like hey, <laughs> I didn't pay attention. I you know whatever. I didn't listen in biology. I can't tell you like the chambers, four chambers of the heart. Yeah, but I never like fucked with. Uh, with the teacher yeah no yeah but it was good to see them actually laughing at our shit now and now like some of them came to the show and they're laughing like yeah because everything we say is true like we weren't bad kids we were just like mischievous mm. you want to know one funny thing this is like one of my favorite high school memories i started off there were three sciences you could pick from yeah and i was like the biology that's just what everybody took and then the smarter kids took physics and chemistry yeah the kids who like wanted to like go into like post-secondary education so I was like, I'm fucking, I want to be, I don't want to work at like a, I don't want to be a construction worker. I'm going to take the hard shit. Yeah. So I lasted one hour in chemistry and the teacher was just going barium. Okay, barium. How do we diagram a, a Bohr model of yeah. the barium? And I was like, holy fuck. When you fuck. have two cohesive bonds. I'm just like, I'm never going to fucking do this. Like, this is not what Mr. White taught. This is not Walter White. Like, this is so fucking boring. Yeah. So I dropped the fuck out of that class. Then I'm in physics. And we fucked with it. We were such bad 
physics students. Shout out to the teacher who even passed us in that class. Oh, yeah, I was fucked. I passed grade 12, too, so. Shout out to Brain for passing grade 12 <laughs> physics. Um, so then I was like, fuck it. I have to swallow my pride. I'm going to go into biology. So I joined biology. Like I'm like two weeks late. And uh, the teacher, I'll say her name, Miss Bite. She comes out and she's like, are you enjoying my class two weeks in? How did you even like get, how did they even let you do that? I'm like, I don't know. I just kind of talked my way into it. She's like, okay, you got to do all this work to catch up. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then she's like, uh, can I just ask you, like, why do you want to be in this class? I'm like, honestly, I don't want to be in biology. I'm not trying to be a doctor. I don't want to be a marine biologist. I'm in this class because I need a science and that's it. Yeah. And she goes, she just like totally got it. She's like, you know what? I understand. Go sit in the back. Don't disrupt me. I won't disrupt you. If you do your work, I'll let you out of this class and uh, you'll pass and it'll all be fine. And she was just totally fine with me, like not listening, like fucking around. I used to just get up in the middle of class and just walk out. Yeah. And uh, I remember one time we were watching this documentary about finches. It's about these, <laughs> it's about like, I don't know, some shit about how these finches were on an island and then somehow they started repopulating a different island. I don't fucking know. It was so boring, I fall asleep, right? Yeah. And I had this dumb ass kid that sat beside me. I don't even want to say his name. We'll call him R- Ryan, let's say. Okay. So Ryan sits beside me and he didn't know fucking anything. He could barely even read. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that happens in public school. Like kids go all the way through and they don't know how to fucking read. So I would tell him every single worksheet, all the answers. I would let him copy off me. I was like the people's champion of letting people copy off me if they needed. Yeah. So she knows this. She's seen me helping this kid the whole year. The Finch's documentary fucking puts me to sleep and I've missed everything. And it was one of those things where she hands out a worksheet and you got to fill it out at the end, right? Yeah. About what happened. Yeah. So I wake up and the credits are rolling of, of Finch movie. Yeah. Missed it all. And I look to Ryan and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I missed that all. Let me see your sheet. And he does the covering it up. He's not letting me see. And Miss Bite comes over and she goes, Ryan, are you kidding me? You're not going to give Milan your answers <laughs> after he's helped you all year. All year. And she, like, kind of goes in on him. And she just, like, rolls her eyes and just goes, like, ugh, well, sorry, Milan. And then makes me hand it in. She did give me a zero. Yeah. But she tried <laughs> She tried to make him give me the answers. Yeah. Like, what a fucking champ. You yeah. know what I mean? Just to assess that situation and see that I've helped him all fucking year. <laughs> And he's not, he is now not going to help me. She just saw it all. Like, just shout out to her. She's the fucking people's champion. And I was a terrible student in that class. Like, I didn't do, I fucked around with the the microscopes. I never listened. And then she's like, are you going to join advanced bio? And I'm like, no, I'm not going to join advanced bio. And she's like, well, we're going on a camping trip. And we're going to observe the wilderness and ecosystems. Now, I know you don't really care. But if you want to come. And pitch your tent and hang out with all the science kids. And she's like, I will be more than happy. I will save you a spot in the tent. And I was just like, thanks so much, but no, <laughs> but thanks. Like, it was one of the nicest things I've ever heard. It was heartwarming to you, but you're just like, I do not fucking fuck with nature. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm afraid of wild animals. I, like, I fucking don't like camping. Like, yeah. that's me, so... Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Do you, have, do you want to top off one story of, like, your... Being a uh, shitty student, bro. I used to fucking leave. Okay, I was an electrical major, but I hated electrical. I only reason I, <laughs> the only reason I took it is because my dad wanted me to have a fucking plan C. Okay. So uh, I took electrical, and all the kids in my class are pretty fucking not on the bright side. Not Mister Bright Sides. Okay. You know they're 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 hooligans. Okay. You know they're not dumb. They're just they don't they don't give a fuck. Sort of. So uh, I'm in the class, and what I do is like I was smart enough to just like finish all my shit early and leave. Right. And the teacher kind of knew, but he didn't know. 
So I'd ask her to the bathroom. I'd dip for like 45 minutes in a two hour class. I'd come back for like five minutes and then I'd, I'd ask her to the bathroom again. So I'd literally be gone the, like almost all of the class. And like, just so people know, like electrical is like a three hour class. Yeah. Like it's, all, like it's like your whole afternoon. You're in the electrical wiring light bulbs or whatever the fuck you do. Yeah. And so I come back one day and he's like, where were you? I was like, oh, I was just in the bathroom. He's like, for 45 minutes? I was like, yeah, sore stomach. <laughs> and then he just says the fucking craziest shit ever. He's like, what'd you eat? <laughs> I was like, I just made up some shit. on. I was like, I ate the, the calf's hash browns. He's like, fair. Those are pretty bad for your stomach. <laughs> All right, sit down. It's like, okay. And then I did that a couple more times. He's like, Comes up to me finally, he just gets pissed. He's like, uh, he's like a soft smoking, the softest smoking guy I've ever met. Um, he's retired now, Mr. McIntosh. Comes up to me, he's like, Braden, if you ever leave my class for two hours ever again, I'm going to suspend you. And I was like, okay, I will not do that ever again. And I did, and he didn't care. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I still, I finished that with, uh, with honors. Got my level one, technically, never used it. So, wow. shout out to Electrical. Um, so we planned the show. We called it the class clown show. We got Jimmy in, uh, who hosted a great show. He did great so, job to Jimmy both nights. Yeah. It's a tough job opening up, uh, for, in front of a cold room, but you know, he really, uh, he broke the room, got some, got some laughs in, you know, uh, yeah. and he also did a great job of hosting, you know, keeping the show flowing. It's yeah. a tough thing to do. So he's banned from using puns though. Yeah. <laughs> no more puns, Jimmy. But yeah, it was funny. Like in the second show, should I tell about like yeah. that break? The second, like the first show, we did it, and we kind of just like went all the way through, like a regular comedy show does. But the second night, the owner asked us if we could take like a half an hour break, which is like unusual in comedy. No, it's not. It's not like a fucking Broadway play where you know, like it's like Act One has ended, and then they close the curtains, and everyone goes and this is your five minute warning. Yeah, there's none of that. You know, it's, it, that doesn't happen. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to take a half an hour break. I was like, well, we can if you want. But all right. So we ended up doing that. And that night I was I was closing. It was it went Jimmy, Braden, and me. So it's a half an hour break. And then they're like, all right, everybody, get back to your seats. Comedy's about to start again. So everybody gets back to their seats. And Jimmy's like, yeah, I, I, gotta, I don't know how I'm going to get the crowd back. I'm uh, going to do some puns. And I was just like, oh, uh, yeah, all right. And then he goes up and he goes, uh, I'm going to do some of Jimmy's material here. You know, I uh, I really respect people in the uh, that take courses in agriculture. Because if there's one thing I know, it's definitely a never-ending field, if you know what I mean. Bazinga! How are ya? I like that is like the opposite style of comedy. That's like bazinga comedy. That's like Big Bang Theory. That's just not. That's right. not. It doesn't. <laughs> like you couldn't get two different worlds. Yeah, and then you walk on, you're like, so was that? Uh, so I went on a trip with my fucking girlfriend. <laughs> totally opposite. Or just like some kind of story, right? Yeah. So, uh, what was it? where was it going with that? Oh, yeah. But it actually worked out really well because the crowd, like, they totally forgot they were at a comedy show. Jimmy comes out with like three or like three puns and a couple jokes, and it like snapped them back into, uh, oh, shit, this is a comedy show. They start laughing. He gets the crowd back, warms it back up for me. So thank you very much, Jimmy. That was you basically had an impossible mission there after the thirty minute break, but you did it. You helped me out a lot. And so you're thank a better you and you're a better comedian for it. <laughs> and you're a better mad for it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, one thing that was kind of weird was like the first night we got there. First of all, it's like Gaffer's restaurant. Uh, shout out to them, I guess. That was no for sure. They did not show. have to have us, but they did. Yeah, they helped us out quite a bit. 
Um, and they seem to be happy with the way the show went. Yeah, no, our main girl Penny really hooked it up. Yeah, big ups to Penny. Um, so when we went to Gaffer's the first night, we were in the Hook, which is the basement, uh, perfectly suited for comedy. You'll see it in our uh, fucking half an hour movie esque. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We got some. Yeah. We got some video clips that we might be putting out yeah. online of the show. So. Hmm. Um. And yeah, so first night we were in the in the hook in the basement things went really well for that show um sure like i said we sold out pat room was packed we didn't have a break but i the show was ran a little bit long but i think it was fine yeah and uh so that show goes well and then we'll talk about this because this is not a this is not a knock on gaffers this shows how much how far they're willing to go to keep the the show must go on mentality so we do the first show goes well Everybody's pretty excited. I go home. I talk to my mom and dad about two hours about what I should have done and what I shouldn't have done. <laughs> Isn't that great? Out your family's like my mom. My mom's the fucking best. My mom's like she's so funny. Like in her own little way, she's like one of the funniest people I know. She's like Milan. You know what I like is you don't do any like gross material, and I appreciate that because I'm in the crowd, and it's just something like I don't know. I just don't want to hear you saying gross things. And I know sometimes, you know, you get really into material and you start saying a little F words and that's fine. But sometimes I just feel it's a little too much. If I had to give one critique, I would say maybe just don't say fuck so much. That's just one thing. And that's just coming from your mom. And the funny thing is that you don't say it that many, that much, that many times. You, know what I mean? you say <laughs> yeah. fuck like maybe four times in your set. Yeah. She's like, okay, I could see two. Yeah. <laughs> maybe three. If you can minimize them, I'd appreciate that. Yeah. And I'm just laughing, right? And uh, but the funny thing is, like, when people, also, my mom and like Brandon will Brandon will bounce off this because I know he can relate. But my mom will also just say, like, you know what you should talk about? Oh my god! You should talk about the time we were all eating dinner and your dad he just got so mad he just flipped his plate right over. You should talk about that. I'm like, that's not that funny. Like, it's <laughs> fine to us now. You know, my dad. But for years we did not talk about that. My you fucking I mean? dad does that all the time. Since I started comedy, he has gone by the fact that I should talk about this one time that we were. I was like 14 and we went camping, mm-hmm. and uh, we went the wrong way when we were hiking. Okay. But we had no shoes on for some reason. Yeah. And we were my that was the first time I had alcohol. Okay. So we we're both just fucking hammered. It's a pitch black at night. We okay. had no shoes on. We were running down this hill barefoot. And he's like, You should talk about that. I was like, What the fuck? What am how what kind of joke am I supposed to make? Like from? what what's funny about that? The you fact know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's just like a story. It's like, yeah, I guess like it's odd that you don't have shoes on. Yeah. Before I, I go on like to like because we did like I probably did like twenty four 20 25 minutes i think you did like 25 i probably did like 25 minutes so it's kind of a lot of shit to like remember you know like some people like a half hour comedy special that's like a huge deal not that we had a comedy special but you know what i'm saying it's yeah. not like you're doing five minutes you got a lot of things like to think about what you want to say how you want to say it all that stuff obviously i know my material but before i go on i don't want people like talking to me about like shit that's just gonna stay in my mind you know what i mean yeah and that's just like throw you off just that little bit yeah you know, yeah. Like, just, why don't you just talk about how you were just not a good student in middle school? I was like, yeah, they're just they're shit talking you. Your parents, like, I I don't want to. <laughs> you know, your parents come up to you. They're like, why don't you talk about that one time that you're just a little little fucking rug rat, and I just mm-hmm. fucking he wanted to take you and just put you out the side of the cold rain and yeah. leave you out there. <laughs> like, whoa, and then you're like, okay. It just got super weird. You go to a teacher, like, yeah, talk about that one time where I threw you outside, and I just thought, man, this kid's fucking hot. And you're like, what? Whoa, yeah. what? <laughs> they go up to one of your friends, and they're like, hey, talk about that one time that I didn't want you to come over because you're the worst friend out of all our friend group and you're just like what the fuck is going on you go on stage you just start crying yeah 
Yeah, so that's why I kind of just try to keep to myself. Right? <laughs> I don't want anybody like get inside my head. Like, not that I'm like some kind of prima donna. Like, I'll talk to people, but like, you never know what people might say. And then like, when I, the second show when my hockey buddies came on, <laughs> what do they all tell me before I go on? You should talk about being a raider. Or something. No, not that. They go. <laughs> I didn't think I didn't I don't know you don't really talk ever at hockey so I just kind of felt like yeah didn't see this one coming like yeah. basically saying like what the fuck you what the fuck are you gonna do yeah which is funny yeah but uh no I'm just fucking around they were they were pretty supportive but like many of them did say yeah you don't really talk much I can't see you talking for half an hour in a row so yeah. but uh the change of pace at gaffers yes change of so pace. this is gonna where well, I'm gonna stick to this gaffers has us the first day the show goes well in the hook in the hook, in the basement of this of this three tier venue. So, we get there early. Show starts at nine. I'm I'm there with Braden at like six thirty the next day. Yeah, because doors open at eight. And you know we're gonna do some mic checks. We're gonna blah blah blah. So we get there. We're sitting by the bar. We're like, hey, we just need somebody to let us into the hook. We're just gonna do some tests. And I'm like, all right. Sitting by the bar, six forty five, six forty five, six fifty, six fifty five. It's like seven o'clock. Nobody's talking to us, and we're kind of like, "What the hell is going on?" But they're not just talking to us; they're like acting weird about it. Like they're coming by us, kind of looking at us, like, and then they're looking away really quickly. We're like, "What the fuck is going on?" And they're like, they come out and they're like, "Yeah, we're just having some problems. We're gonna, we're probably gonna move the show upstairs." And we're like, "What the fuck? We're yeah. gonna move the show upstairs? Why would we do that?" But she doesn't give us time to ask; she just leaves after that. Because people have like, we look behind like, we were in. It's kind of hard to explain. We were. At a bar, and then behind the bar, like in a different room, that's where like the people who own the venue are. And we see them like bustling around there, making phone calls, and we're like, "What the hell is going on? Like, did we say something bad last night? Like, are we about to like get sued? Like, I don't know what the I have my mind's just racing." The lady comes and she's like, "All right, you can go downstairs." We go downstairs, and there's like a fucking inch of water all the way around the bar, like all over the floor. The carpet's like soaked, and I'm like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And I guess what happened, from what I understood, is they had put condos next to the uh, next to the, the venue gaffers, and something happened with a pipe, and they had a massive leak. Like they've never had that they had ever. Pipe, they had a pipe break. Yeah, they never time. had that ever. And of course, when they want to put on a comedy show, which obviously the venue was excited about, because they haven't had comedy in the basement or in their venue in, in years. In years, yeah. So there's water everywhere, and I'm just going like, "What the fuck? What are we gonna do?" And they're like, oh, "It'll be fine. We're gonna move the whole show upstairs," and they did. In like an hour with like me and me and him were like people were literally coming in and we were still like putting tablecloths on and shit. Yeah. So it was a it was a real process, but like they handled it like like professionals and uh they made the show go like as smooth as it possibly could with a fucking pipe break. Like you can imagine the misfortune. Yeah. So thank you so much to Gaffers yeah. and Penny and all the staff there. Yeah. Because we- they did a really good job of keeping the show going. So Yeah, for sure. And it was not bad at all. It no. was it was actually probably a better room, maybe not for comedy, but the room was fine. You the know? hook, like the first show we did, it was had like a dark, like dingy kind of like I don't want to call it a dive bar because that sounds insulting. But that's kind of what it looked like. And all, the, it, and all it looked the, like a classic comedy venue. Yeah, and all the all, because the room's so small, all the sound travels at you. Right, and so you can hear the laughs more. So the room, the atmosphere is a little bit better. And then the second room upstairs, that was more like a like a banquet hall. Yeah, it's like they're really really high ceilings. The laughs kind of move all over the place. So you you hear them, but just like not as loud as it was. It would have been in the hook. But right, the venue was beautiful. So, once again, thank you so much to Gaffers. Yeah. It was a really good time. The funniest thing was like uh, they had this bridal suite. Oh, that was hilarious. Yeah, she's like, come see the bridal suite. Like sick, and it's like. In like this is for weddings, obviously this place is like set for a wedding. Me and Milan look at each other. We're like, I'm not down to 
join our join each other in holy matrimony today. <laughs> so we, f- we go upstairs and there's like a balcony and I was saying to Milan, I was like, dude, we should totally do this our set together. One person on the balcony, one person on the ground. You like motioning like Romeo, up to me? Like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. But the funny thing I, that you haven't even touched on is, uh, like you said, the bridal suite, right? But what he means by that is like the stage, there's a stage and a microphone and then directly behind that stage and microphone, there's a door. You open up that door and you go in. It's like where the bride gets ready for like the biggest day of her life. That's where like the bride does her makeup and everything. So people are coming in and I'm trying to like, you know, I'm running th- through some shit. Like I'm trying to map out my material and everything. And I'm in this bridal suite and I'm looking at myself in the mirror, like a glow in the dark mirror with like, with like ne- not neon, but like Christmas light, live, laugh, love signs. There's like <laughs> today's your special day. Like all this like bridal shit, and I'm going like. So my dad was crazy, like yeah. trying to get my like material going right. Yeah. So it's kind of a weird environment, but. Yeah. No, it was good. Should we talk about about Brian? Yeah, sure. So we're at this. We're at this. Uh, we're at the second show. We're at the second show, and Brian's family comes. Awesome. We're all excited to uh, to have them see our comedy. Yeah. My mom's side of the family, to be clear. To be clear. So they they sit in the front row, which is fine. Obviously, I'm not the kind of guy who picks on anybody in the crowd. Unless you fuck with me, I'm not going to fuck with you because I want everybody to enjoy the show. So I see Brian on stage, and he keeps referencing this guy, Brian. And he's roasting Brian, and it's, it's funny, and everything is going well. But I don't know who Brian is. I just think, from my point of view, this is just some guy in the crowd. Yeah, and... To be clear, this before this, he came and he starts. This guy, first of all, is missing teeth, like he's got <laughs> rotten teeth. I've he's, I've known him my whole life, but I've never liked him. <laughs> so I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that you knew Brian. Yeah, because he's like my my uncle's best childhood friend. Right. So I get on stage, and did you warn me about Brian, or did you just? No, we were t- we talked about it because we did the half an hour break before your set, right? Yeah, and. Uh, Jimmy kind of said like, Hey, uh, you know, that guy, I was like, yeah, I do. He's like, can you just calm him down a little bit? And I was like, sure. Yeah. And I knew that you didn't want to be disrupted because you're the kind of guy that just wants to get a set out and wants everybody to enjoy your set. Right. Cause they're there. I'm not trying to do like fucking crowd work. No. And they're paying money to see you. Not, not Brian. Brian. So I get on but before this, just hold on one second. So before this, I walk up to Brian. I was like, Hey, look, it's fine that I roasted you. It kind of it made my set funny because people really like me roasting you. But the next guy don't say anything because I was like, he just wants to get his set out. Yeah, and Brian knows me, like, um, if people keep, like, interjecting when I'm talking, th- like, I'll fucking go in, and I didn't even really put together that you knew Brian. Yeah. So, here's, I'm going to paint this picture. I get on stage, I'm excited, I'm doing material, and it's going well. Brian had alerted this guy to shut up, and I didn't even worry about it. He didn't really, like, say anything for the first, like, seven minutes, and then... Every time, for some reason, when I would like pause to try to like build up a build up a punchline, like I was talking about like going to the bank at Selkirk, and I was just the the premise of the bit is like the difference between banking and Selkirk between like the difference between banking and Selkirk compared to banking where I now bank at like it's on Cordon but it's like on the way like, to Tuxedo like banking banking in a place that's like low income versus high income. high income that's the point of the joke so. I start talking about the low-income neighborhood, how they bank, and Brian just keeps going, yeah, they do. You bet. Like, every time I'm 
fucking talking. Maybe he thought you were, he's, he thought he was going to be your hype man. Right. But I, I, so I go in and I just kind of trying to ignore it, but it's fucking distracting. Also, he was just saying shit loud enough so that only I could hear it. Cause it's a huge room. Yeah. So it seems like I'm pausing for nothing because people can't even hear what Brian's saying. Yeah. So whatever happens, I like kind of ignore it. And then I did a joke. I was talking about, uh, like, like being, being a college student and like just the lifestyle you have to live. And I don't want to give away all my material here. So, but it's basically about how like you never have any good food to eat, like whatever. Right. It's like cooking on a, cooking on a budget. So Brian, I'm talking and in the middle of my set, he just goes, you got to buy that at Walmart, buy it at Walmart. And I'm just like, what did you say? And he's like, I say, you got to buy that, you buy, buy that at Walmart. And this guy's like fucking like eight beers deep. And I'm like, oh, eh? I start roasting him a little bit. I start going in. I'm like, you you buy what at Walmart? And he's like, I buy I buy stuff from behind Walmart. And I'm like, yeah, you look like you buy some stuff from behind Walmart. Crowd fucking goes crazy. It was way funnier than when, I, <laughs> when it really happened. Yeah. But uh, so I'm like, okay, I got this guy. He's going to take the hint to shut the fuck up. I keep talking, keep talking. And now since I addressed him, he feels that he's like part of the show. Yeah. So I start like doing my material and he just he's not heckling me like the, it would have been better if he was saying like you suck you suck man like something like that because then I could have some some reason to go back at him but he wasn't saying anything he just was just like he felt that he was adding to my shit yeah so I'd be talking about like let's say you talk about hockey and you're like yeah you know so the guy's skating down the ice and then Brian would just yell out yeah smack that puck it's <laughs> like dude what the fuck what are you doing. I feel like if you would have said that really loud, it kind of would have been funny. Yeah. You know? Like but if he you said like, oh, yeah, slap the puck. But he just kind of went slap, slap that puck. Yeah, just loud enough so I could hear it. So I, I just keep going in on this guy. I roast him like fucking three times. But the weirdest part is I'm thinking like I am going to fucking tear this guy apart if he interrupts one more time. But what I didn't even like hit me is I see Brian. Then I see a couple guys I don't know. And then I see like my best friend's family there. So I'm like, this is fucking weird. What am I going to say? You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could tell, like, everybody knows Brian is always the guy. If there's going to be one guy to interject at a comedy show, it's going to be Brian. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Brayden, like, I guess you've grown up with this guy. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't fucking like this guy. No. He's just a guy that, like, comes up to the family barbecue hammered and, like, wrecks everybody's night. Yeah, That's he, the kind of guy this he, guy he's is. He's the guy that, like, shows up to Christmas uninvited and, like, fucking eats all the food, you know? Exactly. So I'm thinking, like, I am going to fucking tear this guy up. And as I'm doing my material about, like, who knows what, I'm just thinking, like, say something about his meth mouth. Say something about his meth mouth. Like, I'm thinking, like, to that level, right? Yeah. And I, like, I reserve myself. So then I get off stage. It goes well. Yeah. I did, like, 25 minutes. I probably wasted, like, five minutes roasting Brian. Yeah. And but it the, added to the show a bit. And at, like, the, at the peak of when you were, like, okay, hey, I'm fucking done with this guy. I did walk over to him again. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, Brian literally shut the fuck up. I was like, do not talk anymore. I told him and my uncle Gerard, I was like, look, like, do not talk. And yeah. I was serious. I was stern. I yeah. said it with, with authority, with conviction. And he turned to me. He said, okay, okay. With his fucking weird ass teeth. Yeah. And then, yeah. Cause I had been roasting him about the, how the fact that he probably can't spell. I was like, you know what? You can talk when, by when you can spell literacy, right. you know? And, and then I went up and, uh, I did a joke about how I moved from Selkirk to Osborne. And I said, I'm still not acclimated 
to the Osborne lifestyle. I said for this table, acclimated acclimated means adapted to, or uh, like I kind of broke down the definition for them. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's a school world. You guys won't understand if people are laughing at them. Yeah. The funny thing is, like I was thinking about this, just off a little tangent here. I was thinking like any anybody else, if you got flamed for like at least, we probably put like 10 minutes of material into them. Between the two of us. Between the two of us. Oh, you should be crying at that point. Because like, but I think he thought that they were laughing with him, but it's like, it wasn't. It was like they were laughing at him because yeah. we were making fun of him because what kind of an asshole fucking comes to a charity event and starts talking. You know what I mean? Yeah. And not like talking to himself, talking to us. Talking to us in the front row. Yeah. So. So anyways, Milan gets off. Um, I get off. And then the plan of the show is me and Brayden are supposed to go back on together as like a duo. And we tell like some stories. And so. The, and the first night this had gone really well. It was like a really good time. The second night we go on for some weird reason. We had to move the mics at the last second. We tested them profusely, and they were working fine. They worked fine for, like, the first, like, what, like, four or five minutes? They worked good for, like, your set. Yeah. Like, far enough for your set. They worked good for Jimmy's start of his set when yeah. he was on at the very start of the show, and then I was like, I switched the mics. Uh, so when we got back on and you tried it, you were sounding like a fucking robot. It just wasn't working. Right. When I uh, when I was on with you. Yeah. So I had the good mic. You had, like, the mic that was fucked. So then we put down one mic. So now we're sharing um, one mic. Two people on stage telling stories. So Brayden like says something. I'm like, yeah, give me that mic. Then I had something. It kind of made it funnier, but it just wasn't the same. Yeah. And then like, there was times where I would just like yell things to the audience. Like, like over music. top of like what I was saying on the mic and then vice versa, right? Yeah. So he would have the mic and then I would have to yell over the mic. We used, we used what we had to our best abilities though. And it made the show good. Yeah. But Brian at this point, he has had like 10 drinks and he just feels that he is just fucking part of the show now. So... um. At one point, I was talking, and Brian just would not shut the fuck up. And I see Brian going like, dude. And he's do- giving the hand signal of like, you know when uh, in baseball when the guy slides into second base and the umpire goes, safe. And he wipes it. He, he puts his hands like he wipes like, safe, that signal. He's doing that, but he's going like, dude, stop. Stop. No more. No more talking. And he's trying to calm him down. He's trying to calm him down. And then eventually, he fucking won't stop talking. And my temper is just building and i stop and i just go listen buddy this is not an interactive show i talk you listen shut up shut the fuck up and then everybody just starts dying laughing and going like woo woo my hockey guys are going yeah get him get him get him and uh brayden is like is like losing it laughing i give the mic back to brayden and what did you say about like the hockey guys oh i was saying like uh the hockey boys love that. They're fucking going crazy. Like, it's the hockey game. They're fucking slamming the boards. And I started slamming my knees with my hands, going like, Whoa! Yeah, so he starts firing up the hockey boys. They're hammered. Brian's hammered. Yeah. And it's going fucking crazy. Yeah, and then I said I said to Brian, I followed your thing with like, with that. And I was like, Brian, the only people that I could talk are people with enough teeth to use two hands to count them. So then... Everybody loses it again. So he's like, we've roasted this guy like, like I can't even count how many times. And uh, now he's like, he he looked embarrassed, but he just fucking kept talking more now. Yeah. And then now the tension in the room is just building, and I, I feel like a fight's going to fucking break out. And the weirdest part, I felt kind of bad because I did lose my temper a little bit. It made the show funny. Like, it's not like I just totally, like, cussed him out for no reason. Yeah. I did it in, like, a comedic tone. 
But people are getting fucking pissed off at Brian. Like, my parents are in the room, and they're, like, kind of going, like, dude, can somebody get this guy out of here? In a regular comedy club, he would have been kicked out, like, 45 minutes ago. Like, he wouldn't have made it past the first 15 minutes of the show. Yeah, and it was embarrassing for me, too, because, like, he's not, not he's not my blood, but he's, like, came with my family. Yeah. And, like, at first, I was kind of, like, feeling bad, but I was like, oh, my mom's embarrassed. But then I was like, it's her responsibility to get them get him the fuck out of here. Yeah. It's like, he, she brought him. Yeah. So... <laughs> So now the tension in the room's building, right? And it is like, oh my God, I'm trying to talk. And Brian is like yelling over what I'm trying to say. And it's not a comedy club. It's a restaurant. And it's kind of like an upscale restaurant, would you say? Yeah, it's not It's not like... They don't have fucking security is the point. No. So I'm kind of looking around like, what the hell is going to happen? People are laughing, but people are like, this is Selkirk. And it feels like the... like. Like, you could just cut the tension with a knife. So I'm talking. Brian yelled something over what I said. And then Angie Martin, uh, Selkirk, uh, Selkirk one of Selkirk's right? finest <laughs> comedians, uh, she's sitting in the crowd. And Brian says something, and I pause, and I glare at him, and I'm just about to go back in. And she goes, shut the fuck up, Brian. Yeah. Shut up. And then I go, woo, kapow. See that, Brian? Everybody's on our side. Nobody likes you. Nobody likes you. <laughs> what you're saying is not helping. You are not funny. We're funny. I'm, like, going into, like, that level. Yeah. Some people are cheering. People are going, like, woo, get him. Yeah. Fuck you, Brian. <laughs> Fuck you, Brian. And the room is just, like, exploding. Yeah, and then there's other people, though, in the crowd, and you see them going, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> there's, like, old, there's, like, the elderly in the crowd. Yeah. And we, some people we didn't know, too. We're just, like, what the fuck? And they're, they're going, like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? This is what happens when you try to do something nice in Selkirk. We're trying to give money to our old high school, and fucking we're in a battle with a drunk heckler. Yeah. So now we're telling stories and we're like, how the fuck are we going to segue back into our stories? Yeah. So we just completely cut one story, got it the fuck out because I don't even know what was going to happen next. We were, already, we were already like two and a half, like almost two and a half hours into our show at that point. Like because with, that, with the half hour break, it wasn't two and a half hours. It were, it were, we started at 9.10 and it was like 11.10, so two hours. By like the time. A, but an hour and a half of comedy. Yeah. So... It was running a little long. So it was like, running a bit long, so we cut that out, and the room is like, whatever. We do one last sto- We do one last thing. We close on, and now we're here with you guys and gaffers, and then I go, fuck you, Brian, <laughs> something like that. I'm like, I like everybody in this room except for Brian, but the rest of this table, you guys are okay, something like that. Yeah. People go like nuts, and then we get off stage, and then like people come like over to us, and they're like, dude, do you guys know Brian? Who's Brian? Everything like that. My hockey guys were like, I was ready. I was ready to jump. And like, it was just like, it was fucking, fucking bananas. It was a really, it was a cool atmosphere. But it, was it was also cool. Like, like, it, was I, hostile, I, it was hostile. I liked it was the cool. hostile environment a little bit, yeah. but I was like, whoa. I, I, like, I've never been so like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Yeah. And then I obviously walked up to him right after. I was talking to him. But the thing that was pissing me off was that he, he couldn't get that he did something wrong. And that really made me mad. Because my uncle, my uncle that brought him was like, yeah, we're sorry. Apologies. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, well, not, not really okay, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Brian just kept saying, well, you guys got to learn. I was like, learn what? He's like, learn how to deal with that. I was like, deal with what? We fucking dealt with you. So we roasted he, you. He feels like he's like adding, like he's he felt like something. He, he felt like he was helping us as comedians, which like, like he isn't. He isn't. It, no. Like if he would have heckled me and said like, fuck you, like, yeah. like cut your hair or something like that, then I would have like had, then that gives you something to bounce back off it's like you're fucking rap battling somebody somebody says something to you you flip that back on them yeah that or if when you roasted him like maybe like the second time and you just cut it because like he it's not like we lost the show to brian brian lost the show to us like brian got fucking killed like eight times over the course of the show yeah um 
So <laughs> this is something you didn't even see. So I see Brian. I'm like, fuck this dude. And I just walk a different way. I'm like, I'm not talking to this guy. I don't, I don't need to even look at him because you know how I am. Like my temp is just building and I'm worried I'm going to just fucking blast Sock this guy. Yeah. So, and plus he's like an older guy, which made me feel bad. Like, I don't know how old he is, but he's probably like in the 60s. Like, yeah, he's, he's near in there. But it's weird because it, imagine like I'm at some 20 year old, 21 year old, like punk ass kid. And I'm telling 65 year old man, shut up, yeah, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. So, uh, and I've roasted him like three times. I just don't want to see him. So in my effort to avoid him, I just go down the stairs and I'm sitting at the bottom of the staircase and I see him coming down and then I try to get away and then I turn back to see where he is and me and him just lock eyes. I'm like, holy Christ, like what what's going to happen now? He walks over to me and he he's hammered, right? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, man, I'm like, like Braden knows me. And I'm like, yeah, I think I heard that. And he goes, yeah, yeah, uh. I I was so annoying out there. I'm like, yeah, you were. And he's so, uh, I was just annoying the shit out of you. I was like, yep, you got that right. And then he puts his hand up for like a knuckle bump and I don't, I don't reciprocate. I just stand there looking at him. And now I'm thinking like, I don't, this guy's like 10, 12 years deep. Is this, am I going to have to fight Braden's like, <laughs> Braden's family? Friend? Yeah. And I just, the whole thing was so hilarious because I was pissed at the time. Um. Uh, but yeah, the whole thing was so hilarious because I'm just like I had no idea what was gonna happen next. Like I just envisioned me and you just beating the shit out of this guy because Brain doesn't like like this guy. He's met him like four times in his life. No, you know what I mean. You know, I've met him like like I've I've known him my whole life. But the only times I've seen him, he's just done something so fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Like when I was like eight, it was like my first cognitive memory of him. And I remember he was helping destroy a bee's nest <laughs> at my house. Yeah. This guy's bare shirt shorts. And then flip-flops on a ladder, trying to yeah. kill this beehive with a fucking pole. Yeah. He goes out there, he starts smacking it. Sure enough, all the wasps are his wasps. <laughs> all the wasps comes out, and he got stung so many times that he literally legally almost died. That's so funny. So and that's to, the kind of guy this guy looks yeah. like. Yeah. So we had to bring him to a hospital. Like, that's my only memories. <laughs> or, like, him just fucking hammered on Christmas time, you know? And so it's like, yeah. I don't really care, like, about, about, this, it. Guy, about this guy. And the, okay. the funniest thing was the car ride home because uh, both my parents came to both shows. And you know why? Because this is so funny. My parents are like, they're supportive, but they keep it the fuck real. Yeah. Like they've seen like all my material before by this point. Right? And they've also seen your material twice in two days now. Right. Right. And they want to come to see like, cause they, <laughs> they like give me notes on what they feel I should have done better in the first show. It's like coming back from hockey practice when you're a kid, but not in like a bad way. Yeah, but yeah. that's what's so funny is like most parents just be like, Oh, you did good. I can't believe that many people came out, which they said, numerous times yeah. i don't want to make it sound like they're not supportive because they are no but my dad's going like i feel like you rushed that first joke a little bit uh next time you should probably slow it down i'm like all right thanks yeah. like maybe i'll keep that in mind you've never done a set in your life but thanks yeah so they come out the second show and that car ride home was the funniest shit because the different the different ways the two of them reacted to brian my mom's like, I thought it was just hilarious when you were roasting him a lot. I don't understand why you're upset that he was interrupting you. It made it 
funnier. And then my dad's going, Michelle, you don't understand. You don't come to a fucking comedy show and start talking. Milan's supposed to be talking. Everybody else shuts the fuck up. And then, like, he's just going off driving. He's like, can barely even stay on the road. He's so pissed. <laughs> and my mom's going, like, there's no reason to get upset. There just isn't. It was such a funny show. I think it was funnier. Like, you should have a Brian at every show. And I'm like, Mom, I don't want to deal with Brian's at every show. Yeah. She's like, but you're just so good at it. When you told him to shut the fuck up, it was so <laughs> funny, Milan. So funny. It was so good. So good. I enjoyed it so much when you said when you said it looks like you buy stuff from behind walmart oh my god i was knee slapping and the funniest shit about my mom at comedy shows is sometimes i'd be nervous to like do a joke in front of my mom yeah um and she laughs the hardest at like the most like hard-hitting like raw joke like yeah. not like gross just not gross raw. but like i had i have a joke about uh like idiots in Selkirk and then like I it it requires like a lot of swearing. Yeah. And she laughed so hard I literally can hear her slapping her knee laughing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I forget what the fuck happened. What what do you remember when I was on stage the first night? Because Brandon closed the first night, so he watched yeah. me. Yeah, because we switched back and forth the two nights. Um I said something like a little bit controversial and people laughed and you could hear like distinctively my mom laughing. Oh, you were talking it. you were talking about how uh your dad can always make you feel like shit. Your garburators, <laughs> arborators. And my, <laughs> I said, nobody can make you feel like more of a pussy than your dad. Yeah. And people are laughing. And then like, I don't know if somebody said something to my mom after that, but I'm into the next joke. And I could still hear her going, <laughs> oh my God, that's, yeah! and she's laughing. And I can hear her slapping her knee. That's how hard she's laughing. She's in like the back row. Because, like, the, <laughs> this is another funny thing. Difference between, like, our two families. Brandon's family is like, fuck yeah, comedy show. We're going to be at the front row, Brandon. We're going to be there. We're, like, fucking Brandon's going to yell out. You can roast them. And my family's just like, we're going to sit in the back. We're not making a scene. We don't, we don't like, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. like, the two just opposite. Like, my family's very, like, reserved, kind of. Not reserved, but they like, are a bit reserved. Like yeah. they just keep to themselves. Yeah. If people talk, they talk back. My my dad. It, it was funny because when I was talking to him after I went back to his house after the first show. Okay. And uh, instead of like giving me critiques, like he said, like yeah, maybe I you looked a little nervous off the top, which is like fair. Uh, okay. But he's like he took every every joke that I said literally. He's like he, he comes up to me. He's like you know what? if you if you if you really don't have food, you can always call me and I'll come <laughs> give you food. That's so funny you say that because my mom. When I, I do a joke about how uh, like I could crush it on Chopped as a, as a starving college student because yeah. I know how to make crazy dishes out of like fucked up stuff. That's like the premise of the joke. And my mom's like, Milan, I, I like your comedy. Don't get me wrong. I think it's very funny. But I struggle with people thinking that you're hungry under my watch. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts because if you are like you can come back like I don't want you eating like tuna and toaster waffles. I, you don't have to. The funniest thing is that. The next day when I came back after a show, you had like a pack, two packs of muffins. Oh, I Fucking know. bread up the wall. It was fucking sad. Like I felt bad for my mom. So I actually changed the joke a little bit to make her feel better, which I'll never fucking do. Yeah. If somebody says like, oh, I didn't like you said that. I'm like, yeah, well, go fuck yourself. It's my joke. Yeah. The first show was really tame though. Like nobody really yelled out or anything. My dad, I could hear my dad saying like getting, taking things literal as yeah. I was saying them. Yeah. So when I said like, uh, when you were telling the story about 
uh, me falling off the escalator yeah. on stage. My dad's like, oh my God, I'm a horrible father. I could hear him in the audience. It's like, how did I not know that his feet were like baseballs? Oh, that's so funny. And he's, and telling me, he's telling me, he's like, I didn't know that. You could have lost your life. He's saying to me afterwards. <laughs> I was like, fuck yeah, I could have, but it's hilarious. He's like, no, it's not. Yeah, he came out to me after and he's like, because oh, like part of the story is that I stayed up the whole night making sure that brain wasn't dead from a concussion. And he just goes, you know, every guy needs a guy who's going to stay up and make sure he's not dead. And <laughs> as a father, I'm just glad that... Uh, that you do that for my son. I didn't know that his uh, almost broke his back, but uh, I can't really do a good your dad. Yeah, I didn't know that he's gonna break his fucking back. But, I can't like. Uh, what is your dad's accent like? How would you describe it? It's like super rural. It's super country. It's super super locked Bonnie. That's what it is. He talks like people from locked Bonnie talk. I know, but I can't. I, I haven't. I've I've known your dad for years. Yeah, you've known your dad for more years. <laughs> I've known him for I don't know how long have I known my dad for. <laughs> When do you start knowing your dad? When do you start knowing people? Probably like what four? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but I I can't do it. Like I every time I do it, it doesn't do it justice. How funny it is. Yeah, no, he's uh he's like got that rural like swearing between every second word, like working at the mill accent. I don't know how else to describe it. You know. So at one point in the show during my set, the mic cuts off because this place we're at it's not a traditional comedy club the mics have, haven't been used Using in like fucking 30 forever. years i also half broke one the day before <laughs> so yeah <laughs> we're literally testing the mics in front of the person who owns the venue and she goes be careful with these they don't you know they're not used often don't do a mic drop at literally as she's saying that brain trips over the cord and drops the mic on the stage and the cap of the mic falls off and he's like it'll be fine <laughs> it'll be fine screws it back on it was not fine no but uh <laughs> The funny thing is, uh, so the mic cuts off, and uh, I'm standing up there like, how much of an asshole do you feel like you're doing a comedy show, you have no mic? And I go, like, can we get some tech support up here? People start laughing. Brayden comes up. He saves the day. But during the time the mic wasn't on, I hear your dad yell out from the back of the crowd, smack it! <laughs> smack it! Come on! Come on! Yeah. And then he goes... He goes, he goes, plug it back in, turn it on, turn it off. He's like giving me instructions from the crowd and it was so funny. But we should probably wrap this up though, dude. Probably wrap it up. Yeah, I gotta go. I'm gonna be late for work. Okay. Well, thank you everybody uh, that came out to the closing time. I mean, fuck. That came out to the class, class clown show. Presented by the Closing Time Podcast. You bet. Um, it was a great time. You know, it was for a good cause. Like the, the comp high school is gonna, it's gonna be receiving, you know, 750 bucks. Be it. Shout out to them. Shout out for all the teachers who put up with our bullshit for so long. Yeah. Shout out to the uh, teachers that enjoyed our bullshit. <laughs> Chris Diaz, love my bullshit. Right on. She came to the show. Uh, yeah. Shout out to them. Shout out to uh, Eric Antonio again. Thank you for videoing. Uh, if you ever need any video shit done for any anything, weddings, whatever, hit up Eric Antonio. Hit up Ty Boyd. Uh, that guy can do some crazy wedding photos. Super talented. Crazy anything photos. Crazy anything photos. If you just want some fucking LinkedIn profile pictures, that guy can take them. He's your man. Cheap prices. You just, shout, just out to, shout out to Gaffers. Shout out to Gaffers. Shout out to Penny. Thank you for hosting our event. Uh, we'll probably be back again. We would love to. We would love to. If you want us, we'll be there. Uh, do we have any other shout outs? I don't know. Some minor shout outs. To, I don't know. Callie for working the door. True. Shout out to anybody who came. Who's the printing press that printed our shit? What's their name? Darewood Press. Shout out to Darewood Press. And and uh, Ian Faye. He runs that joint. For all your printing needs, head to Darewood Press. Um, I think that's pretty much it. 
Are I we, think so. If we're missing you, we're sorry. All the bartenders and service staff at the gaffers, I don't know. We're, pro- we're probably missing somebody that's important. But, but thank you so much for everybody who came. Uh, we really appreciate it. It was a big success. Watch our videos. Stay tuned for the video from the closing time to- or the um, class clown show. We're going to be posting that. And thank you very much for listening. See you guys in two weeks. Some other beginnings and